It's just incredible to me when I see people do certain things. And these people are adults, and some of them are college people, college graduates, professors, all types of worldly trained people doing strange things. I think the strangest thing that I've ever seen anybody do, and my personal favorite superstition of all times that I've ever seen, was a few years ago in the College World Series baseball game in the United States. Arkansas baseball fans wore on their heads bananas to bring their baseball team luck. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm not a baseball fan, but I couldn't stop watching to see what happened in that baseball game and to just see in the dugout they were wearing bananas on their head, the baseball players, when they came in from off the field and were waiting to bat. They would put bananas on their heads. The fans were wearing bananas on their heads. No one explained exactly why this was happening, but it was supposed to somehow bring the team luck. The team lost the baseball game, and I thought, well, at least they could eat the bananas. But some of the bananas were plastic, so they couldn't eat them. It was total futility. I just don't see any way that a mature human being or even a youngster who has any intelligence whatsoever can go along with such a thing as this. Now, obviously, as Christians, I mean, I hope that Christians don't go along with things like this. I hope you're not out there on New Year's Day in the United States eating black-eyed peas for luck. A great many people won't have New Year's Day lunch or dinner without eating black-eyed peas for luck. Now, do you want your luck to come from black-eyed peas or from God? Do you really want to win a lottery? Or do you, do you want to trade that for prosperity from God? I, I wouldn't. Genesis 14, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. Abraham in his heart set his direction to be blessed by God and not by that which man could do for him. Genesis 14. As a child, many of us learned these various sayings of the world, such as, if you break a mirror, you would have seven years bad luck, or the number 13 is unlucky. Some women learn this saying, that if you get in the crowd of single women at a wedding, 
and try to catch the bride's bouquet, that will cause you to become the next bride. These are sayings often from childhood that we have ingrained in us. They must be uprooted. If you have any superstition whatsoever that you have taken from the world this way and it lives inside of you, turn to God with that superstition. Pray. Renounce it. Ask God to help you that it would be completely uprooted. For these things have a way of sticking inside us without us really knowing that they've done that. Our luck, blessing, is from God, who created the heavens and the earth, who really has power. And the Apostle Paul instructed, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Refuse profane and old wives' fables. Profane means secular sayings. Refuse secular sayings and old wives' fables. And exercise thyself rather unto godliness. I had a friend several years ago who was a Catholic, and Catholics often have superstitions, a mass. She would quote some secular saying to me, and I would just look directly at her and say, I build my house on the Bible. I want my life to be constructed by the Bible, and what you just said to me is not in the Bible. Sometimes they will depart from you, maybe for a few weeks, and then they show up again. And they may eventually depart from you forever. But do you really want this around you? God told me about this Catholic woman the following. When she comes to you saying, I did such and such a thing because of this scripture, then pay attention to her. How do you want these people? Do you want these people to stay around you? If you keep your mouth shut, they will probably think you approve them. I don't, impro- I don't approve the secular sayings. Think about what you are doing as a Christian. Think about what you are about to do as a Christian. We must not participate in pagan things. Clicking of drink glasses, for example. Do you really want to wish these people well? For if they go out and sin, you will be partaker of their sins according to the words written to us by the Apostle John in Second John. If you will start at verse 8, we'll read those. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward from God. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. 
If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. We control our house and who comes in it and what we let in our house. If they fail to bring the doctrine of Christ, the teachings of the New Testament Bible, why are you letting them in your house? One time, a one of my neighbors, he lived right behind my house. He came over and asked me if I would consider renting one of my guest bedrooms to him for the weekend. And I said, no, I won't rent it to you. You can use it without charge. He said, well, he and his wife were having a wedding anniversary and they had so many people coming in, they just didn't have room to house them. And I said, sure, you can use it. He said, well, her daughter, by previous marriage, and her daughter's friend needed to stay at my house. Then I was hit with this, what about this friend? So I turned to him and I said, what about this friend? He said, well, my wife's daughter is a lesbian and she and her lesbian lover needed a place to stay. And I said, oh, I cannot do that. The Bible says that's vile affections. I can't do that. I can't let her stay at my house. But if you have a married couple who would like to stay here, they can stay here. He said, well, I don't approve of that kind of life either. He was a Jewish man, um, not a Christian. That's all he said. He wasn't offended. He left my house. I didn't see them again, him or his wife. A couple of years later, she was backing her car out of her garage at the back of her house, which is directly at the back of my house at the same time that I was taking my garbage out to the alley. So I stopped in the alley to greet her. And I said, hello. She, at first, didn't want to roll the window down. And she was a little standoffish. And I didn't put it together with this story at all. I greeted her, and I said, how is Bernard? And she said, he passed away. And I said, he died? And she said, yes. I said, oh, I didn't know that. And then she said, I want to talk to you. I said, all right. She said, I'll be over to your house tonight and, and talk to you. And I said, okay, well, I'll leave the back gate open so you can get in through the back way, which is much easier than going around to the front of the house. I bought some wine and some cheese to entertain her. I don't personally drink because it doesn't agree with me, but I don't feel like wine is forbidden. I see it in the Bible, and I know drunkenness is wrong. So anyway, I prepared for her visit, turned the back light on at my back door, opened my gate. She didn't come at nine. By nine o'clock, she still hadn't come. Ten o'clock, she still hadn't come. Finally, I shut the gate and just turned the light off. And then I was reminded of this 
homosexual lesbian story. And I realized she was coming to my house to tell me off. And God stopped her. God did not cause me to go through that. And I was grateful that that did not happen. And I never saw her again. I moved from that house a few years later, moved to another state. Sometimes we go through the tribulations of the world in order to speak the gospel of Christ. Other times we're spared their wrath. Concerning homosexuals and lesbians, we should look at it in the Bible. Turn, please, to Romans chapter 1, and let's reestablish the view of God on the subject of homosexuals and lesbians. What does God have to say about this? Starting at verse 25, Romans chapter 1, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Several years ago, my cousin told me this story. She said she was so embarrassed because her neighbors had invited her to a cookout. And she went in jeans and uh, just casual clothing. And it turned out to be a wedding. They were getting married to each other, these two men. And she said, I was so embarrassed. And I said, well, I wouldn't have been embarrassed. I would have fled as soon as I saw it was a homosexual wedding. It's not that I look bad. They look bad in the sight of God, and I know that. Some people don't know these truths, but we do. We know these truths from the Bible, which is the inspired Word of God. It's not the opinion of man. The Bible is inspired by God. And by this, we correct ourselves we establish our doctrine. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16, 17. We'll look at that. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect Truly furnished unto all good works. The Bible is the Word of God, for it is inspired by God. And by the Bible, we know the will of God. 
especially if the Holy Spirit reminds us of a scripture. And we go that direction because the Spirit of truth has shown us truth. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.